The InvinoFab podcast brings meaningful conversations to our community of listeners. Part of this is sharing stories with and by our friends like Telesom, who want to bring meaningful experiences to you. At Telesom, we're on a mission to create meaningful work for sommeliers, meaningful connections for wine lovers, and to change the face of wine. For this season of InvinoFab, we're honored to raise a glass with sommeliers who want to share their wine secrets and knowledge with you. For this season of InvinoFab, we're collaborating with Telesom to fill your cup and your ear with sommelier stories, uncorking the wine tales. To continue the conversation with our Telesom Som, Brielle's jumped in for a quick Q&A. If you haven't listened to the first part, go back into your feed. So this is going to be a quick rundown of Som pro tips, some answers and questions we always want to ask a Som. Enjoy. Having some bit of knowledge to carry with you because you could walk and look at mm-hmm. all these blind labels and you could label shop. That's fun, but you could also be yeah. informed. It sounds like, yeah, totally, totally. And I think you can get to a point and it doesn't take much, you know, call me, I'll help you get there. It doesn't take much knowledge to be able to confidently ask what you are looking for. You don't need to go walk to the wine wall and know automatically. Mm-hmm. There are folks who work in shops that sell wine that are able to help you. There are psalms or waiters, waitresses, servers, uh, bartenders in restaurants. Remember those? Or you could like sit down <laughs> at a place and people used to give no, you food. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what either. those are. One day, one day <laughs> we'll get back there. But there were these places where there was a menu and you could order from them. Um, those folks are, are trained to help you. Um, they're trying to help you find what you like, you know? And so if you can equip yourself with a couple details to help steer them in the right direction, you don't have to say, I only like 92 burgundies, like sure. Great. Wonderful <laughs> for you. Really limiting yourself. You can there. say that, but, like, but you have to use that accent though, is what we yes, say. Yes. Yes. You have to use that accent. Um, you can only use this accent. I don't even know what it is, <laughs> but, um, but if you can say something like, you know, I like a big, bold, dry red, that is so helpful. That is so directionally helpful. Let's get you something that's going to fit that. Or if you can say something like, you know, I don't really know what I want. I'm going to have pasta with clams tonight. Could you make a recommendation? That's also a totally fair avenue to go. It's a fair question to ask. And so nobody thinks about that if they haven't been kind of given that suggestion. If you haven't come to a class with me or another telesum, no, really. But if you haven't, Mm -hmm. you know, if you haven't asked someone who knows that question, you might not walk into a wine shop and, and then ask the person who's working there how to help you. So that's what I like to do. I like to try to equip people to be more confident, even just asking the question. You don't need to be a wine expert. Not everybody needs to be a wine expert. Not everybody cares, quite honestly. But everybody does care about drinking something they like. So that's what I want to help them get to. Regardless of how many people are in the middle of what they know and the wine they like, you just want them to be able to get there. Love it. Okay, we're going to go into rapid fire. So these are like quick, fire. quick answer questions that we can okay. get through. When you're not drinking wine, what's in your cup? Kombucha, most often, or water, or coffee. I drink a lot of things. Good. Coffee. Probably coffee. Favorite pairing, food and wine. Go. Uh, Savvy B, Sauvignon Blanc, and Brie Cheese. Mm. Top three wines? Ever. Like bottles? Or can I just tell you like grapes of the moment? Grapes are fine. Yeah. Okay. Grapes of the moment. Viognier, uh, Chardonnay from Walla Walla, Washington, and uh, Pinot Noir from Oregon, because those are my last stops along the journey so far. So what does that say about you? Those three wines? Um, those three wines. So uh, Chardonnay, super easy to grow. If I compare myself to a grape, I'm Chardonnay. Plant me in an alleyway in Brooklyn. I'm going to do fine. Uh, Pinot Noir, really, really hard to grow. Very finicky. 
opposites attract, I guess. And then uh, Viognier, my palate has changed. It's a whole new world. I hear like the the Disney song in the background every time I crack open a bottle. Okay, word association. Um, a sommelier pairs well with blank. Wine? Wine. Wine. People. Okay. Community? Yeah, we'll take oh, all those. Good. Hard. Hard. What's something that most people get wrong about being a sommelier? That we don't like beer. I like beer a lot. <laughs> good. I like beer good. a lot. I don't just like wine. Good. Tell us what you're known for on the Telesom app. Uh, I have punny names for my classes, like rosé colored glasses, roll out the red carpet is all about reds. Um, punny, punny class name titles. Love the wine you're with. Yeah. Those are good. Those are, we like Thank a you. good pun. Um, what can a customer expect from a wine tasting with you? A lot of fun, a lot of self-deprecation, some laughs, and really delicious wine. What's a story that might be resonating with you? It doesn't have to be about wine, but you, something you heard lately or saw. I or think watched. recently it's what we just talked about, that your palate changes. I think like that's so wild, and I didn't realize that that was a thing. I also learned recently that about 80% of what we think is taste is actually smell. And so I always knew that there was an impact. If you couldn't smell something, you probably can't taste it that well. I had no idea that it was that high. So no eating pizza with a stuffy nose. It won't be exciting. It's basically my takeaway. What's uh, one thing bringing you joy right now? Um, I, uh, Viva Lavino is bringing me a lot of joy. I'm having some real fun and I've gotten, I have some like really fun things coming up. And I think especially when work is really busy, this is what I get to do after work. It's so cool. What's a cool or interesting thing you're really excited about with wine these days? I was just going to say one of the coolest things that I've seen recently is just how many new wine subscription companies have come up that are doing like natural wine and wine that is not, you know, one winery's selection. It's kind of an aggregation. Usually these are local wine shops. Uh, but I'm having a lot of fun with those and finding things that, you know, someone decided would be cool to put together and send out. And I find that I, I learn a lot more than what I would have otherwise picked off the shelves. I'm getting stuff in the mail via shipment from these wine things that are um, way different than I would have picked and have become some of my new favorites. We talked about that a little bit in a past episode. Do you recommend any wine subscriptions to check out? Uh, not sponsored for us, but well, we welcome real talk about subscriptions. Yeah. I mean, it's tough right now. Since we've been on the road, I don't have as many things being shipped currently. Um, but I did just learn about, and we're in Seattle, so I'll tell you about this. Uh, Crunchy Red Fruit is a local wine shop. They do classes. I haven't been there, but they have um, new bundles every couple weeks or every couple months. And all their stuff just looks so cool. It's never anything I've heard of. Like It's never anything I've heard of. I can identify a grape or a region, but I've never seen the bottles that they have. And so yeah, when I when I land somewhere, I'll subscribe and have things shipped to me. I love it. That's a good reminder of like check out what's local. You never know if you have a local wine shop or a wine pocket somewhere. Even if you're not in a wine region, like there might be someone out there teaching a class like where you learn from. Totally. And if you you know what, if you're open to wine, and this can be another tip that you use, if you're open to wine, feel free to go into a wine shop and ask somebody what they're excited about on a menu. I do that very often. And sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes someone's excited about something that really doesn't suit me. That's okay. Um, no risk, no reward. Right. But very often I get new wines that I would never have pulled off the shelf. And it's just because word of mouth recommendations are really, really helpful. So meet somebody, trust them, tell them what you like and ask them what you should try.
Brielle, thank you so much for taking some time to talk wine story, your story and your sommelier life. We appreciate it here. Uh, This has been so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to an Invino Fab and Telesom production. The Smalliest Stories, Uncorking Wine Tales. If you liked this episode, tell a friend to subscribe and leave us a rating review in Apple Podcasts. Telesom brings the psalm to you. Check us out online at telesom.app or on Instagram at telesom.app. We can't wait to meet you.